Welcome to In Process, the NC Dance Festival podcast. I'm Ann Morris, Festival Director. For 30 years, the North Carolina Dance Festival has been building a strong network of choreographers, dancers, and audiences across North Carolina. In this podcast, I'll be diving deep into the risk-taking and dance-making that characterize the modern and contemporary dance community in North Carolina. We'll have artist interviews, behind-the-scenes insights into the 2020 season, and fun and important conversations about dance and the creative life. Whether you're a dancer yourself or just curious about the who, how, and especially the why of dance, we're glad to have you along for this journey. This week, and for the next few weeks, I'll be interviewing some of the 20 choreographers selected to make a microdance, a 30 to 60 second dance film, for the North Carolina Dance Festival's virtual premiere on October 24th. For this project, each choreographer was paired with a choreography buddy. The intention here was not to create their microdances together, but to provide some creative support throughout the process, and also to get to know artists working in other ways or other parts of the state. We provided the choreographers with 30 images drawn from the three decades of the festival's history, and each pair of choreographers chose five images to act as a starting place for their microdances. Today I'll be talking to choreography buddies Kate Sugar and Sarah Council about the relationship they built, the challenges of making a one-minute dance, and the hidden influences on our creative work. Kate and Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk to both of you. Um, I'd love for each of you to introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about what life is like for you these days, what you're working on. Kate, why don't you start us off? Sure. Um, well, hi, everyone who's listening. Welcome. My name is Kate Sugar, and I'm a dance artist currently located in Western North Carolina in Hickory. Um, I'm working at Elon University, teaching there, and and then I'm making work independently, which feels strange right now because there aren't a lot of venues to present work in independently. Um, so it feels like a time for me to, I don't know, reconsider the work that I make because everything that I was doing in the studio prior to being shut out of the studio was this like uh really expansive movement and it it involved um like a lot of falling and and, you know and then i got into my home and i was like i don't want to move like this on my hardwood floors and all these like tables and corners around and i just thought well i just want to re-examine what kind of movement I'm doing and why and I'm like is it really just the studio space that creates this movement like why do I not feel like doing this now that I'm at the studio so it feels like a time of reevaluation. like I go back and forth between a time of like hyper creativity because dance and art feel like the only important thing and and also because my partner is an artist and he's making this um docuseries he just started you should check him out on youtube you can find him at lex sugar and um 
And also it feels like a time where, I don't know, how do I focus on art when there's all these other stuff going on? All of that wrapped up into, into nothing, saying it is everything right now and it's also nothing right now. And it's, um, it's like reevaluation and I still don't know where I'm at. <laughs> That feels pretty accurate to the moment, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, Sarah, why don't you Hi, introduce yourself? Uh, I'm a Sarah Council, and I am a choreographer and teacher living in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. And um, yeah, before before the everything started to change in our world, um, I was working on a pretty large collaborative work that was... Um, very near nearing the deadline to for our first performance it was going to be in several a few weeks after um we kind of had to shut everything down and make you know decisions to reschedule um so i was in a very very busy time of life um so there was a little relief right at first when things slowed down um but then quickly after that uh you know it it um became creatively challenging to feel you know stuck into this one in one space like Kate was saying and um and being only with my family <laughs> um but I think that what I found was all of these windows into other spaces and communities internationally and nationally that I hadn't been had access to so that very early on once I started to recognize that that was going to happen and be a, a huge value in my life. I really was able to take advantage of a lot of classes and workshops and kind of continuing to see myself creatively through these kinds of um, Zoom spaces. And I really hope, you know, as we come out of this, that there's some aspect of that that can remain because that's been a really beautiful um, generative space for me. And so I have a, a collaborative project with a friend and choreographer in Florida. So we've been working on a small dance film sort of project. And then this project has been just really fun to be a part of and um, a nice uh, diversion. <laughs> Some of the homeschool activities that I've been very, very involved in <laughs> with my eight-year-old son. Um, so yeah, and I guess beyond that, I'm also a gyrotonic teacher. So I started a, a weekly Zoom class and that's been a really a bright spot as well to be able to connect that way and have some physical practice and be able to the teaching practice also um, and soon I will be starting to do some um, workshops that through the Arts and Science Council here in Charlotte um, that will be sort of creative process dance making workshops. Well and you two had not known each other before this project is that right? No we have not yeah. So I'd love to talk a little bit about what the process was like for the two of you to get to know each other. And, um, you know, if you want to go into talking about how you chose, um, chose your five images and what that process was like. It was so strange at first, you know, like, okay, partner up. And, and now I'm like, this is a stranger and what am I doing? You know, and, and then it happened actually once we connected for the first time, really uh, easily. Like it took us all of five minutes to choose our images. Yeah, that we was just, so interesting. <laughs> we yeah. both had, you know, um, chosen some that stood out to us prior to our first Zoom meeting. And then they just happened to coincide. <laughs> I really felt like, um, well, Kate is a super lovely 
friendly, warm person. So it was really easy to talk to her right away. But I also felt like um, somehow out of 30 images, we really kind of picked the same ones more or less, the five. <laughs> and we kind of giggled and thought, oh, Anne really knows what she's doing. <laughs> she did a great job. Um, so it seemed to, uh, to me that and in our initial conversations that we might have been attracted to some of the same things in the images and interested in the, some of the same ideas uh, and responding to think, certain things within the images similarly. So that was, like he said, so effortless <laughs> and really fun. Yeah, and then beyond that, I felt like, you know, you kind of, you left it up to each pair and to like decide for ourselves what um, what our relationship as as partners for this project would really function like. And, uh, you know, Sarah and I were kind of talking initially, like, what is our background like? Like, what is our process like? And, you know, we discovered that we'd both spent time in New York. And um, part of what we kind of loved about that environment was really direct and honest um, feedback. Sometimes, you know, feedback is not just like, looks great or not so great but like you know posing questions like yeah. I have a question about this or when I watch this that you posted like this came to mind and I wonder about this or I could imagine it this way you know like just possibilities and a person to maybe understand your process before you even understand it yourself <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely I found that 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 was really helpful for me. And I, and like Kate said, we also kind of um, mapped out like we were going to do three meetings and even just identifying that that's what we were doing. And this was going to, then feedback was mainly going to be our um, um, approach that gave me a timeline for how to work through the material. And so that was really nice to have a little bit of an organizing piece with that. And I felt like when we came together, um, I was sort of chatting with my husband about this podcast and he was like, well, how do you think that her, she influenced the way your work resulted? Was there an influence through that partnership? And I like wouldn't be able to put my finger on one thing, but I know there was so much crosstalk and sort of interesting, curious questions being asked in, in, in the conversation that there, and I was led to think about different things based on what she was thinking about for her own work that absolutely affect, affected what ended up being made, I think, in a really exciting kind of fun way. Let's talk a little bit about each of your individual processes. Sarah, do you want to say a little more about, um, you know, once you guys had selected those images, how did you go about starting to make work or structure it or, yeah. Initially, my in intention was to sit down and sort of spend time with each image in a kind of um, meditative sort of contemplative space and do journaling and write words and then work from that as the basis for the movement that I started to explore rather than entering in from a body shape kind of place. Um, and also because the images that we, we picked, at least for me, really felt like I was connecting to something uh, deeper in the picture than just the image, maybe the relationship of the bodies in the image or some kind of like detail aspect or gestural aspect or some kind of emotion that I was connecting to. So um, I had initially thought that that would be how I would 
start to make the movement and I did a little. <laughs> and then I had this weird time of three days stuck in my bedroom during while I was waiting for a COVID test, <laughs> which was fine. I was fine, but I like had to self isolate from my family and I have a really small bedroom. Um, and I just wanted to move, I think at that point, I didn't, I was hot. My air AC also broke during that time. <laughs> so I like did not want to sit down and contemplate things, you know? And so I just started to move and I, and I really, I think tried on different things that I was seeing in the pictures in my body and then let my curiosity lead me away from that starting point into things that I found interesting and maybe connecting back around to some of those deeper, like things that I was resonating with in some of the images. And from that, I started to um, map out sort of a um, order, I guess you will, or a phrase. Um, and uh, then over time, that, that just kind of became more um, distilled and kind of tweaked over time. And then we talked a lot about, okay, are we making a dance that'll be filmed? Or are we making, are we doing a dance film? So that was a big part of our <laughs> things. and. Uh, our process and but I do believe that like probably I settled on keeping some sort of chronological timeline that connected to my original phrase when I started the editing process so I did do a lot of editing but there was something of the original sort of structure uh, there when it was finished cool. yeah Kate what about you how did you start work from the images it felt very like I was making post-it notes. So I kept thinking like, oh, got an idea. I'll just put it over here. And then I have another idea and I'll put it over there. And um, it wasn't really like congealing, you know, um, yet until, until maybe like halfway through. Um, so I'd already had like our first meeting, maybe even our second meeting. And, um, you know, I had a kind of, loose idea of like a structure and uh, a sequence but then when it came to to filming it it just didn't work out that way <laughs> i i realized once i started filming and then certainly when once i started editing that the editing process became much more choreographic than what i thought the choreographic process was you know, and um, I don't make a lot of dance film. So I think I shocked myself um, in that I just, I thought that I was going to make this uh, sequenced uh, phrase and then I would film it maybe from different angles and, and put them together. Uh, but it actually ended up being, I think, um, kind of a, a reflection, a movement reflection on a series of images that got compiled as a series of moving images. So the film ended up being kind of like a flash and then a flash, and then we might return to another flash, but um, it turned out differently than I expected. And um, I think more than the shape or the, the like physical embodiment of what the image looked like, uh, it was more about like, I'm working with images themselves. Um, and so like, what does it mean to put images together? Uh, what does that do to like the flow of a film? And um, how does that influence timing? Okay, now that I'm editing or filming, I'm, I'm choosing only two or three 
kind of editing techniques because you know how they they're just millions of them (laughs) so I was like okay I'm only gonna look at you know um, maybe like distance and then I'm gonna look at you know the angles I had to limit myself a little bit but then that became like a reflection of how the original photo was taken so and what drew me what drew me about the original photo like some of them you know I was much more interested in like the throat than I was in like the whole image of the body and so then I was like well that tells me that I I really think the camera should be quite close to me and that and so it, it started to tell me I think more about the editing than it did about the physical embodiment of of the photos after the break We'll hear more from Sarah and Kate about some of the challenges they faced in their creative process and what their hopes are for dance in North Carolina. Stay with us. On October 24th, we hope you'll join us as we premiere the dance film made from the 20 micro dances at 7.30, followed by a Q&A with the 20 choreographers. This screening will be free to the public and more information is on our website at danceproject.org ncdf2020. Since no ticket is required for this performance, we hope you'll consider making a one-time gift of $20, the cost of a ticket, or more to support the talented artists featured in this season. With your help, dance will continue to lift spirits, express shared emotions, and bring the community together during this challenging time. To make a donation, please visit danceproject.org slash give NCDF. And thank you. And now let's get back to my interview with Sarah Council and Kate Sugar. What was the most challenging part of this project, Sarah? I think just conceptually understanding what I was trying to do (laughs) and then finding like for me I filmed it outside um, but I made it in a really small bedroom (laughs) around furniture Uh, so and that that conversation came up a lot too or um, with Kate about how space and place affects what we're making I think she sort of um, referred to that early on that she usually makes in a studio and then she's in her house and what does that mean Um, so I started to think much more about okay what where am I filming this and how is that going to affect everything? And should that be part of the original part of my consideration in making from the start, which it did, it ended up coming more in at the end. But once I got outside and was in shoes, then I started to see that sound became a big part of what I was making and the way my shoes sounded on the ground. And then once that started to enter into the mix, into my imagination, then I started to play a little bit with like, when I was on the ground, the sounds that the leaves made and being in places where the natural environment could be uh, manipulated slightly to make sound. And that became another layer. Um, and then thinking about from in my backyard, the cicadas are very loud. <laughs> so I didn't have any music. Um, and, and I started to the, like the sound, the natural body sounds and the sounds like I was just saying became the sort of score along with this just underlying like cicada drone. Um, and then in the end product, I ended up adding a cicada track just underneath everything else to kind of give it a constant um, drone sound. Kate, what was what was challenging for you in this process? Oh, time, time for sure. Um, when I took on the project, I thought, 
a minute, like, no problem. This is perfect for my current workload and, and the time that I have. And then I kept saying to Sarah, like, a minute, this is so hard, <laughs> you know, like, what, how do I fit everything into Editing a down to a minute is impossible. Editing down to a minute, yeah. <laughs> because I still felt like I owed it all the same considerations that I would give to, yeah. to something that I made that was much longer, you know? It still felt like it needed development. It still felt like it needed kind of like a, you know, a dynamic shift or a temporal shift or something. And it's like, well, how do I fit all that into just this short amount of time? Um, and so my movement can just kind of get into this kind of like wave where it never changes. And, <laughs> and I really have to work on like finding a kind of like shift. Um, and I was like, okay, but how do I, well, maybe in the span of one minute, if this were in the context of a longer piece, like I wouldn't be looking for a shift in the span of one minute. So now I'm trying to like condense everything, even my kind of ideas about what a piece needs. Um, mm -hmm. And so time was difficult. I remember I was down to like the final editing. Sarah had already finished hers and submitted it. I was at three minutes and I was like, oh, I'm doing a good job. But <laughs> 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 so we started with like eight minutes of material, you yeah. know, and you think that's nothing, but, but it, wow, it was hard. You know how sometimes you don't realize why you do something until you, until you think about it in retrospect mm -hmm. and um, realized that I was looking at this as like putting together moving images. And I just had this like memory that came up. My mom, just in the last few weeks, she cleaned out um, my aunt's house and um, brought home, oh my gosh, I'm gonna like really show my young age, but I don't know what it's called, but it's like one of those machines where, you know, like pictures used to be on like slides and mm -hmm. then you had to like put the little slide in the machine, it would project light through. Um, and Slide that's projector. A slide projector, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, in a almost like in a circle, so that you could like look at them in the projector almost as if it were in motion. It's yeah. not like you have yeah, to I know. Take, it, take it out, put one in, take it out. So we yeah. were kind of looking at these old pictures in that way. So then I'm like, oh wait, well that is like a film almost of like looking at images but in motion because yeah. you can move through them quickly. And there's no sound so I'm just like oh like maybe my mind was there I don't know it's interesting how sometimes you think about the influences that you don't even acknowledge till later it's interesting to hear you talk about that condensing down you know like how do you how do you pull out just just the essential threads you know as you're talking about it, I'm thinking of it kind of like poetry because of the like, yeah, really focused, condensed image um, where you don't get the whole narrative in most poems. You get this moment. Um, and that's that's really appealing to me. Um, and and so I, I really did sort of feel like when I was watching all of the dances that they were these little poems um 
So I'll be really curious to see how they, how those individual poems talk to each other when they're combined. I asked Kate and Sarah to reflect on what their hopes are for dance in North Carolina moving forward. Sarah talked a lot about how meaningful it has been to work with choreographers from other parts of the state, getting to meet Kate in this project, and working with other other choreographers in previous seasons of the North Carolina Dance Festival. And she she spoke about her hopes that that more of that kind of collaboration will be possible, whether virtually or in person moving forward. When Kate answered the question, she also referenced her work as an artist in residence with Dance Project. And this program is is a program in which choreographers get free studio space in the Dance Project studios in downtown Greensboro to create in whatever way they want. Um, And Kate is a current artist in residence. Uh, She started in January and all of our artists had to stop their residencies abruptly in March. And we've just recently started uh, working together virtually this fall uh, as a way to stay in, in touch with each other and continue providing that kind of artistic support. Well, I have to just point out that I'm very appreciative of not only Dance North Carolina Dance Festival, but Dance Project in Greensboro, just because having fairly recently moved back to the state um, from New York, it was like a much needed kind of link and, and, and being like a liaison to other artists in the state that I really needed because I didn't know how to connect to people here. It feels um, like people are very dispersed and um, like this is kind of the one centralizing uh, event. And I hope that we have more opportunities to work together informally. I mean, I know we present work formally when possible, but sometimes I feel like I I just crave the more informal sharing, showing, talking, um, and and also like workshopping. And I think I'm interested in like sharing resources for pedagogy. And I, I feel like my resources are being turned upside down a little bit with remote learning and and also trying to make sure that what I'm teaching is relevant and and considerate of like the climate that our nation is in and and so I hope that like we can share with each other in a way that doesn't have to be dictated by a a very structured formalized event. That sounds great it does and thank you guys both so much for for talking to me today it's lovely to to hear how your connection developed in this process and to hear what it was like for you to to build these dances and um, I'm, I'm really excited to get to share them more widely. The NC Dance Festival 30th anniversary is supported by the National Endowment for the Arts, the North Carolina Arts Council, Lincoln Financial Foundation, and the Ecolab Foundation. We need the support of individual donors and business sponsors as well to make possible the innovative work that North Carolina dancers are creating, bring students meaningful experiences with the arts, and strengthen the community through dance. To make a donation towards this season's festival fund, please visit danceproject.org givencdf. Thanks for joining me for this interview with Sarah Council and Kate Sugar. 
We'll have more info in the show notes about how you can see their work on October 24th and afterwards. If you're not already following us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Dance Project Inc. and on Facebook at NC Dance Festival. We're sharing teasers of the micro dance films every few days and other behind the scenes images and information, as well as other reminders of upcoming events. We'll be bringing you more episodes of the podcast than normal this month because we're so excited to talk to our artists about their creative process. So stay tuned for those bonus episodes. See you next time.